Are you ready for an exotic vacation that will have an unforgettable experience in paradise? You won't want to leave this beautiful property and may find yourself planning your next visit, even before you have departed the very feminine and exotic Citrus Cove, Florida. Enjoy this lovely Florida ocean view home, but remember that this podcast contains... Adult language, mature situations, rude maitre d's, stuck-up locals, stressed-out air traffic controller family men, random plot points that disappear for no reason whatsoever, wrong houses, and Scully's catch of the day. Listener discretion is advised. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you in love. Life's sweetest reward. Let it float. It floats back to you. On adventure, you're live on a new romance in love, won't hurt anymore. It's an open space on a friendly shore. It's love. of the Spark and Movie Review, the podcast where we tell you about movies, how the film is, how the story is, how the music is, how the actors are acting, and if the movie's worth watching or not. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com, and you can email us at zanspirekin.com, or hope at spirekin.com. I'm your host, Zan, and this is one of my wonderful co-hosts, who hasn't been on in a while, and the webmistress of our podcast itself. It's Hope. Here I yes, am. Yes, you're back again, and it's awesome. And we're actually, as you noticed, we're no longer Gmail. Hooray! Yay! It's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so we're back. We're up and running, and things are looking up. And it is, well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, the thing is, you're going on vacation, though. Yep, I leave tomorrow. Where are you going? Going to Hilton Head in South Carolina. Ooh, nice. So you're going to spend a week in a nice, warm area with stuff. Yeah. Is there a beach? I have a condo right on the ocean. Nice, yeah. <laughs> nice. I haven't been on vacation, well, since I went to Vegas. Yeah, I mean, this is my first real vacation in a couple of years where I wasn't forced to take a week off because my company was closing for a week, and, or, you know, not because of a layoff or anything. This is by choice. First time in, like, three years. So yes. I'm excited. So you get to relax. You get to have fun. I mean, yes. Come on, it's, it's a vacation. Uh, the next vacation I'm going to probably have is... Comic Con or something like that. You I don't look know. Forward to that. Uh, so am I. So, so am I. So I want it to be fall. As, as long <laughs> as we get, as long as we get that email saying You're, we're in, we'll be awesome and great. But well, I'm already in. I know. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that works. Out. Insurance. Yes, ins- insurance. Oh, sorry. This isn't a Terry Pratchett quote. Either way, for those of <laughs> you who are like wondering what the hell are they talking about, well, 
uh, we should get on with it because you guys aren't here to listen to us banter. I mean, you are, but you're not. But uh, you're here to listen to us talk about movies because this is our movie podcast, not our video game podcast, not our manga podcast, not the Con Report. It's movies. And so we're actually in a really cool mood because we watched a really funny movie. It's a really – it's a movie which, well, we don't really do comedies because comedies you can't just do the, hey, remember when this happened? Remember when that happened? Remember yeah. when, remember yeah. when uh, Kramer was walking down the street and he picked up the hat and he was wearing the Technicolor <laughs> dream coat? And then the cop was trying to – the cop saw him trying to beat that hooker? Uh. Because he thought he was a pimp, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. It's just you, you keep going, and then and then and then and then and then. But hey, we're here to you know we we rolled it because the dodeca trying to dictate to us. They're reviewing a movie. I mean, so we must obey. It's like obey. But so uh, remember from the last episode where we reviewed Princess Mononoke? We rolled that one that only the dodeca on a movie, and it dictated us that we were reviewing a movie by Carl Rainer. Rainer. Reiner, Rainer, I don't know, it's a, it's a German name. And he's known for movies like, well, he did Oh God, this movie, and they did Summer School, which I actually like a lot. I like just as much as this movie. Who would... Christy Alley was, was in that movie. Oh, okay. I was thinking of Back to School. No, no, Christy Brian Alley. Danger this Field. one's the one where the guy has to go, the gym teacher gets stuck there, and it's, it's going to get tenure, and the principal's trying to get rid of him or some it's all, it's oh. random movie. But, um, you know, he did a bunch of comedies. That's his whole shtick is he does comedies, like Legally Blondes. Really? But, uh, so... This Don't they was... mean Legally Blonde? No, the sequel, Legally Blondes. Uh, that was Legally Blonde too. No, that's... No, Legally Blondes is the third one. Oh. It's a straight-to-video. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, and this is produced by George Shapino, who, well, he's just the guy that gave money to. It was written by Jeremy Stevens and Mark Reznor. It's starring a bunch of people who some of you may have never, ever heard of. Like a, a kid named Joey Lawrence. I mean, no one's heard of him. Or a guy named, uh, let's see. Is that name. sarcasm? I mean, I'm sure some of our listeners know. Yes, I know. Joey Lawrence, you have Richard Crina, um, Carrie Green, Karen Austin. Rip uh, Torn. Yeah, Rip Torn is in this movie. John Larroquette in a small, like, two-second role, which is kind of one of my little beefs with this film. Richard Hurd. And then you have an actor who, unfortunately, the current generation doesn't know about. Unfortunately, and they should, because he, you know, we're never going to get movies like this again. They might, but well, but not with his act character. Right. Because this actor was a great man. He did have a drinking problem, but did he? That's part of also why he had all. Oh. The, he, was a, he was a he was a, he had a little bit of drug problem, just a little bit. But he's he always seemed like a very nice and wonderful, oh, and great yeah. guy. Supposedly he was a really nice guy on set. And unfortunately, he died way before his time. He did, he, he did a lot of movies where he goes on vacation, horrible things happen. Yes. Like he's trying to get home, and horrible things happen. And he either plays one of two roles. He's either the the manic, crazy person. From Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. Or he's the straight man from Chicago. Right. One of two roles. You get, you know, one of two. It's You roll a dice, see what happens. And this movie was, well... The one, one of the latter, I think. You think he was a straight man, or he was the? Uh, or he was no, a... he wasn't crazy. He was just, you know, he's a family man from Atlanta, Georgia. He means well, and this, you know, I, yeah, it was, it was the latter. Yeah, and um, it was actually this was his first big starring role in this film. Yeah, it was. It was. It was first, his first real starring first role. main role. Yeah, because he before that he had done uh, what is it? He's always just small little background characters, and then he finally 
did yeah. a big character where he was the star of the film. Because otherwise, he was the background character, or he was the main character's brother, or the main character's best friend, or a cop who was trying to arrest someone. Right. Now you're probably wondering, what are, who are we talking about? Well, we're talking about, well, John Franklin Candy. Yeah. Yeah, it's been over, I can't believe it's been over 20, uh, 20 years since he died. Close. I think it was like 1994. Yeah, no, he's... he's I still remember that. I yeah. still remember the news. Yeah, and it was right after he bought the Argonauts. But anyway, we're not. it's not the John Candy best. You know, yeah. We should talk about him a lot. Uh, so this movie made for twenty about $25 million, just about. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it's actually done... It actually did well. I don't know the, all those specs, but the film which came out in 1995 is... Oh, Summer Rental. Yes, a film about a guy who's way too stressed out. Because John, yeah. John plays a guy named Jack Chester, who is, when you first see him, he is so just, like... Yeah, just, you know, lives in a world of stress, trying to get out of the house, you know, you have the kids bothering him, you yeah, know, the daughter wants him to sign, like, oh, I cut class, and then, you know... Yeah, his wife says, no, no, you can't have yeah, the coffee. No the coffee, co- yeah. yeah. you gotta drink the tea, and... He's getting more and more just frustrated and just he's late for work and yeah. so his job pretty much tells him because he made a mistake at work a little mistake All nothing big came close to making well a bad mistake he made well he's making a couple mistakes like he was telling a yeah. guy to 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 land and he almost had it caused an air collision right and then later he's like all right uh oh god uh, there's a plane missing so he's so stressed out his job says look here's the deal you're going on leave. We're going to pay you, but you yeah. have to take a sabbatical. I wish my job would do that. I know. Just like, you can go. You, you, we're not going to fire you, but you get to go, and we'll pay you, and we'll take let you go out. Yeah, because it had been 13 years. You, with the company, 13 years, and you never took a vacation. I mean, yeah. pushing tin every day, you got to. <laughs> yeah, and I love the he's fact stressed. that his wife is like, he's, he's like, it's like, hey, didn't we just get back from Maui? That was our, our honeymoon. <laughs> and his daughter's like 15. You're like, holy shit, this guy's stressed. He is really just stressed out. So he decides his. It was it his coworker or was it a, was it a friend who got him the house? Um, the, I think it was the boss. Uh, so the boss got him a house in the Citrus Cove, Florida, which is a fictitious place. Which it's you know supposed is it? to. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Uh, all right. Oh, I know. We don't want to <laughs> go. We don't all want to go there and deal with that person in that lovely restaurant. That was just a mistake and horrible. But you have him go to the. So they end up there, and they get to their house, which was, what was the address? 415 Beach Road. They so they go to this nice, beautiful house. They redwood, two stories, balconies, and and so every it's, bedroom. It's Jack, his wife, Sandy. No, Sandy's his daughter or is his wife? I think Sandy's his wife. Yeah, Sandy's his wife. Then you have his three kids, Jennifer, Bobby, and Lori. Lori is a, the little girl. Cute who, little girl. Yeah. She constantly copies everyone, and she's just there for just sparkles and smiles and she drives everyone crazy but they get there and John Case is a fat guy he's constantly wearing the the Black Hawks uh, jersey jersey yeah. and he goes there he looks the neighbors look at him like he's a nuts it's a nice neighborhood private beach though yeah tries to introduce himself the neighbors are rude and they, well, they just treat him they just yeah. look at him like he's a nut and he ends up getting sunburned <laughs> then they go to a restaurant and the restaurant besides the fact that you have a it's a line because there's so mobster it's right. a huge line the major d waiting wait you know he says it'll be a couple minutes because they're waiting for hours right like two hours they're, they haven't eaten all day 
and they're the ones about to go. Then the city... The richest man in town shows up. Yep. And, and it all goes to shit. It starts a rivalry between the two because it seems like this guy is just such, like, I'm rich, I don't need to deal with him. I don't have yeah. any common courtesy. Yeah, he's so prejudiced against renters. And it's not even that. It's still, it's like, hey, he could have been, It could. he might not have been a renter. He might have been a guy who came out of town. Right. He could have been, you know, a guy who did something. No, I don't give a shit. I, I, I live here. You know, it's my, it's my, it's my town. I can do what I want. These are mine. Everything is mine. You don't have to. Yeah, but do you really think if Jack had been a local of Citrus Cove as well, it would have gone better? No. Okay. There are, this is a guy who's entitled. He doesn't yeah. care. He just wants that to just happen. He just wants everything thrown to his lap. And I don't think that it didn't matter. They're two different people. It's just he's such a Al Pellet, the guy who's the main antagonist, is just a complete asshole. And he gets what he wants, and Jack is just frustrated because this guy just one-ups him that time. Right. He just, he's like, you know what, I don't need this place. We don't need this. I don't need the stress. I gotta calm down. They leave, and they end up going to a dive, which is pretty much, they said, a gas station attendant tells him. So he tells him it's a place called Scully's, which is really just... On an old sailboat, uh, actually old pirate pier with a boat, which is the kitchen. So that's all it is. Right. It's like he owns the pier, and then the boat is just the kitchen restaurant. And it's a very nice place. It's well, it's not a place. It's a really creepy place. And they're so hungry that Rip Torn, who's a pirate, he's missing an arm. Yes, he's got a hook. Yes, literally. He, he's there. He says, uh, "Welcome to Scully's. How may I help you?" Because they're afraid of him, but he's a very nice and oh, generous yeah. guy. Oh yeah, means well. Yeah. Yeah, but he tells them that they're they're dish is Scully's Catch of the Day, which is a, a fresh grouper, l- <laughs> lightly breaded with a hint of Dijon. Lemon and, butter. Yeah. And they're so hungry, it's like, uh, we'll take five. Yeah. And then he tells his friend Garcia, Garcia, Cinco. Cinco, Scully's Catch of the Day. Si, senores. Cinco, Catch of the Day. Cinco, Scully's Catch of the Day. And then... It's bad. And then you reveal what is Scully's Catch of the Day. Oh, the fish fingers. So it was like Aunt Franny's yep. fish fingers or something. Yes, Aunt Franny's fish fingers. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And it just, from there, it just, he becomes friends with Scully, and his, all the things happen. Like, he goes back to the, the house, and it turns out that that was not their house. Yes. Yeah. Because they thought they were at 415 Beach Road, they were at 415 Beach Lane. Yeah, the wrong street. So, yeah. they end up going to a worse house, which is terrible. Yeah, you got the neighbor next door doing construction, running the power tools all day, and they're right at the public beach access, so you have people coming in just looking into the house, saying, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, and asking him to use the bathroom, and just he's getting more and more stressed out. But things aren't going good, so then he, after a bunch of debacles, which we don't really want to get into, he eventually, he breaks his leg, or sprains his leg. Yeah, it injures his bad knee, trying to show his son how to uh, sail. Also pissing off Al Pellet again yes. by bumping into his boat, Ugh. and just the guy's incredulous. I mean, I understand. He bumped into his boat. But he said, "I'm sorry." It's like we had the right. It's like you know, we had the right of way. And he's like, "No, you didn't. You're a, you." And he hates him even more. And then later on, it turns into the typical uh, villain gets the house, and he's gonna kick them out if they don't get revenge. But then you have the fact that Al Pellet is the winner of the regatta every for the last nine years, and so it's a deal of, they make a bet, if I win the regatta, and insanity occurs. Right. It's a crazy movie. I it know. is. Yeah, yeah, but they they make the bet, you know, um, 
Yes. Somehow the owner of where they're staying dies, and it becomes into the hands of Al Pellet. So he wants them out right away, and John Candy's character, Jack, makes a bet with him, saying if we win the regatta, we get to stay two weeks rent-free. If you win, we will be out by that Saturday. And you get the check for the $1,000, no questions asked. Right. And from there, it's like, okay, you have the questions of, how's he going to get the boat? How's right. How's he going to get the time to do it? And how's he going to be able to do it? Because he's been learning how to, yeah. he's been kind of learning, learning from Scully on how to sail. Actually, he becomes very well versed in sailing. Yeah, but he also was kind of neglecting his family also at the time. Yeah. Which they throw in a little plot point, which they don't really capitalize on, which is one of the things that is kind of driving me nuts. Because they have where he, it's raining, he gets locked out of the house, but then meanwhile... The kids and the they, wife. Yeah, they go to the movie theater. She forgot her wallet, and, you know, the kids are freaking out, and, you know, she's getting upset, and then John Larroquette's character comes in. He and his son happen to be there, and he's generous enough to say, hey, take it out of this, and she's, mom says, I can't do that, and they agree, pay him back later, and then they start hanging out with yeah, it, he, he and his son. So they're off doing things, and then Jack's off sailing with Scully. And you could have had this whole subplot where it was like he's losing his wife because she's falling in love with this other guy. Oh, no. And you don't have that. It's just no. literally just because you don't have that. It's more of a just he's a nice guy, which for John Larroquette is bizarre because he's generally the guy who would do that, like try to steal someone's wife. Yeah, but this was too much of a family film. Just Even family films. For example, Gene, all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger, that uh, what's his name? Uh, Phil Hartman was the guy trying to steal his wife. And he was oh. happily married with two kids. Both of them were. Oh, yeah. It's 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 family movies do do that that love subplot, but they just kind of just neglect because she was just like she wasn't having fun. It seemed like she just seemed taking her pictures and she was just like I'm hiding it better. And I guess you have a point because then you bring in the next door neighbor, the wife who got gets a boob job. And <laughs> but she's flashing everybody, and the husband's <laughs> not even like I'm pissed off. He's like, oh, just say it's okay. And he just yeah, doesn't care. She's so insecure about her boob job that it's like just have a feel. Tell me if they feel real. Look right. Feel right. <laughs> yeah, and then so from there you have Scully decide that he gets the idea that he'll talk to Scully and they'll use the restaurant to the barnacle to do the race. And from there, well, we're not gonna spoil the rest because the rest you have to watch. I think. Yeah, let's not spoil the ending. But, but overall, the film it's it's good. I like it a lot. It's a it's a well paced film. It's entertaining. It's got a lot of little funny parts in it. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is non-existent. I'll say that now. Yeah, I can't, I, believe me, folks, I have tried to find it, especially, um, the one song that Jimmy Buffett sings in it, which is really the main song of the film. Yep, turning and, around. And it was only written for the movie, it's only available on the soundtrack. If you want to hear it, go to YouTube. Yeah, there's ways around that, you can get, there's, I bet you there's ways you can get it. If you can find it for me. I, <laughs> I will try and find it for you some way, somehow, but it's, the film is, it's, uh, you know, it's, some people say that it's a very very it's the plot is very overused it's got stranger in a strange land yeah uh ends up getting in butting heads with whoever the local big wig is and gets in a fight and then he comes out on top yeah but i think what has a lot going for it is when you watch it you'll start to feel nostalgic you'll remember all those little family vacations to the beach yeah but all it, and but you won't remember this part this is the part for dads because dads will remember all of the, yeah. you, you know, your family's having Watching a great time. You're beach. pulling your head out, just going, I'm, "What the hell? I can't, <laughs> I can't blow this." You're just going crazy, and 
it shows as a man who's short getting back in touch with his family. I like that. That it shows that yeah. he, his family's just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, uh, you want to do this? Yeah, you want to do that? And then he's just, he's interacting with his family more. He's being more together with it. Like, him wearing a sail is getting with his family, even though he's not with his family. Right. I know that kind of makes no sense, but it's... It, it, it comes together well in the end. Yeah, and it it's does. It's really, it's really, literally, heartwarming. <laughs> it's a heartwarming and great film, I think. I think that, uh, I think it's just one of those films which is just, they don't make these anymore. I mean, no. when was the last time you had a movie with a family on a vacation? That wasn't John C. Family Vacation, which is a movie about a guy who's going on a vacation in order to do a job. It's not a, we're going to vacation to have a vacation. I think our culture has actually lost that that feeling, that fact, right. just, it's, a vacation is to relax, because I know, not to get too heavy on it, but to go down with everything, with all the financial crises and all that stuff, but. Yeah, you just, you don't see that anymore. I think, like, the last movie where, you know, they were heading for vacation was Vegas Vacation. Yes. And that was, like, 1998, so. Yep, and, um, well, hopefully the new vacation film by Maybe okay. It's not, it's not. Is that direct to video? No, it's gonna be an actual film. It's gonna be about Rusty's family, and then Grandpa Clark will be there for as a cameo. I don't know about that. We'll we'll see. We'll how, see. We'll see. National Lampoon has been currently hitting ten for zero. And this wasn't a National Lampoon film. This was this was overall a really just homey and well written and just fun film. I think. Right. Um, I agree. So um, soundtrack was okay. Filmography was 80s tastic. The costumes and the, the acting yeah. was the acting was it's John Candy. It's you just you, you watch him do his thing and you roll with it. I mean, right. this and Great Outdoors are yeah. two amazing okay. films, which are, are if you want to go on vacation. He should have done a winter one though. I think he should have gotten so he would have had all. No, he did a winter and well, then. Well, uh, technically, his winter one could be Uncle Buck. Technically. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a vacation, though. It was more he was a nanny. So, no, who run him? <laughs> we on the bobsled team. No, 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 no. Don't go down that road. Don't go down that road. Um, either way, so for those who don't know, when we rate a movie, we have a five-point rating system. Our lowest rating being protests outside your local red box and no one rents us out because we're a piece of shit. To our middle of the ground, which is worth watching on DVD and TV once. To our highest rating, which is... Really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch us now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell, and your soul be forfeit to the 12th layer of hell, where blah, 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 blah. Um, now, what would you give this out of our five points? Five. You would give this really, really, really fucking cool? Yeah, I know I gave Say Anything a six. I like to give this movie a six, but I won't do that again. I'll give it a five. So you're going to give it a really, really Yeah, you, it's a really great movie, and you should watch it. And if any of you were, you know, around, born little in the 80s, and you went on family vacations, you'll be thrown back into that when you see the swimsuits in this movie. <laughs> yes, you will. And you will be, and this is also when there were no cell phones and when right? you, there weren't boob jobs. And, well, there were boob well, jobs. Just start obviously. Boob jobs, but, and it wasn't even really a, anything crazy because they weren't even like ginormous. They are just like no. same size. You're like, maybe she was a patient. But anyway, I have to give this a our fourth rating, which is our second highest rating, which is Bar from Friend and Don't Return Unless Offered. In this movie, it's going to be offered Scully's Catch of the Day. <laughs> Fish sticks. The movie is really good. It is dated, though. You can see it's dated. Oh, yeah. But the film, it's enjoyable. You can watch it over and over again. You have a lot of fun with it. 
and it's just a nice, heartwarming film. It's a good film about, you know, getting up on the, the, the asshole and being a jerk and all the craziness, and it makes you want to go to the beach and relax, which is yeah. something I have to do this summer before the This movie is good even, like, in the middle of winter. I mean, if you want a little, you know, getaway, you just pop this movie in and it'll work. Yeah, this is a definitely will make you yearn for going to Florida or going to Atlanta or going to somewhere nice and warm and neat. The only, uh, the only real thing I will say about this movie, though, is it does make you a little hungry. It's true, yeah, especially for beer and fish sticks. Oh, that some of the, um, this is a movie also that you had back when you were able to drink and smoke in a movie. Because Jack is smoking, Jack is drinking. They don't allow that anymore? Uh, Maybe I'm completely oblivious. A lot of places don't let you really drink anymore. It's more like a, um, it's more like just like you you have to sit outside. Oh, I thought you meant showing drinking and smoking in the movie. Never mind, never mind. No, you can't show smoking (laughs) in the movie unless it's an R-rated movie. Oh, Because it's not good, but anyway. I never noticed that. Yeah, it's a new little thing that they started doing. Either way, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us, zanspirekin.com. Help at spirekin.com. And you can leave any comments at tools, uh, at our webs- at our Twitter, on our Facebook page, and just leave a comment on the, the website itself. Uh, so, with that in mind, I guess that part of all we're going to talk about that one, that only. Dodecahedron of movies. Except no substitute. Now, what is the dodecahedron of movies? The dodecahedron is a 12-sided object, uh, specifically a dice, which we roll to determine what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spirekin Movie Review. Now, since it is not a theme month, thank God, no more theme months for a while, what we're going to do is we're going to roll this dodecahedron. We know what number it lands on this review in the next episode of the Spirekin Movie Review. But if it lands on a, nine, a 10, that's a roll again. Mm-hmm. If it lands on 11, your choice, 12, my choice. So you roll and see what we're reviewing oh, in the next episode. Okay. So let's roll and see what happens. Number two, so, in the next episode of the Sparkin Movie Review, we're reviewing, well, oh god, a movie starring, well, sadly, Wesley Snipes. Hey. And also, Sylvester Stallone. Oh. So, in the next next episode, we're reviewing a movie about dystopian future, and that is Demolition Man. Um, so, (laughs) no, it's a shorter episode, but, well, them's the breaks. So with that in mind, this is Hope and... Hey, did it? Oh, great. We live next door to lifeguards. A whole gaggle of them. And this is your host, Zahn, of the Spark and Movie Review. My favorite quote from 1985, Summer Rental. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm trying to tell you that as a fighter, pound for pound, my boy Jimmy Cagney will disintegrate your Sylvester Stallone. He'll knock his block off. In a street fight, maybe. Yes, I give you that. But not in a movie. Especially not with today's cinematic advancements. It's technologically impossible. Do you have any more of those little oyster crackers left? You ate them all. Oh, they were so good. Maybe I'll just have another beer. They're pretty filling, aren't they? Buster Mesa! Yeah, it's probably better for me. Cinematic advances. <laughs> Cinematic advances. So, thanks guys for listening.
Could be better. Hey, can't win them all. But you'd like to win one, wouldn't you? One would be nice. Buddy, I was here first. Get the hell out of here now. You get out of here, fella. I'm trying to watch the Smurfs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're trying to watch the Smurfs? Yeah. Did you see the one where Papa Smurf took a crutch and smashed the shit out of a guy with a red hat? Did you see that one? You want to see that one? Oh. Archie, you stink, traitor. 